pray this finds you having a blessed day and uh, looking forward to uh, getting into the topic today. Um, we're going to be looking at a very simple statement uh, from Ian Bounds, and this statement is this, faith is kept alive by prayer. Faith is kept alive by prayer. That sounds like a very simple statement, but as I began to um, look at this and pray and allow uh, God to speak to me through this, it was amazing how far, I guess you could say, and how deep um, I was really taken in, in this mindset of how effective prayer is concerning my faith. And I think many times we we don't realize how important each is to the other, faith to prayer and prayer to faith. But a lot of it, I believe, has to do with uh, having our right mindset. And, and that's where I want to kind of start was, is this, if prayer is understood right, it's not asking for things, but it's actually a connection with our Father. And I think that what we've had happen in our Christian culture today is we misunderstand what prayer really is. We think prayer is our list of needs, our list of things that that we ask God for things we can't do, and He's supposed to do them for us, and that's really what prayer is. Um, Prayer is not that at all. Uh, Now, granted, when we do pray, uh, there are times we do ask. Um, we have passages of Scripture, Matthew 7. Um, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Um, Jesus also said, Ask anything in my name, and I will do it, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Uh, it's not that we're not supposed to ask for things. However, it's the mindset in which we come in prayer and asking. And, and I'll give you an example of what I mean. If the only reason we're coming to God in prayer is simply to ask for things, then we're making prayer about a list. We're making prayer about, uh, God, this is what I can't do. This is what I need you to do, and I'm going to go on my merry way. Or is prayer one of those things that we're in the midst of having a conversation with God, and while having the conversation with God, we are made aware of needs that we have. And I think it's the latter. I think it's um, really understanding what the connection is because um, I don't think anyone, and and I would even say, uh, put, if you want to say God on this list, no one likes to just constantly be asked for things. Uh, Sometimes people like to just have a a, a regular conversation. Sometimes people like to have... um, People like to know they're needed, but they also like to know they're wanted. And I think sometimes what happens is when all we're doing is constantly, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this, and we're not in uh, in tune with having just a regular conversation, a connection with God, then what we do is we turn Him into, in essence, a holy vending machine, and we get what we need. But the connection that comes from prayer um, is absolutely vitally important. Prayers are our conversations that we have with our Father. Um, and you know what? Sometimes, and I'll, I'll just be vulnerable with you this morning, I think it's uh, not coincidence that here I am 
kind of looking at this topic and teaching this here on this podcast. And if there is one thing that I am really struggling with today, it is prayer. Um, as I drop my boys off for school this morning and I'm in the vehicle and I'm just kind of there, I just feel absolutely burdened today. Um, I just feel overwhelmed. And as I'm praying, I'm just sitting there and I just started blurting this out. I said, God, I feel weighed down. I feel heavy. I feel burdened. I feel overwhelmed. I don't know what for. I don't know what about. But I feel like there's something that's just weighing heavy on me. And I honestly don't even know where to start to pray. I don't know what to pray for. I don't know what to pray about. I don't know what is weighing me down. I don't know what is overwhelming me. Um, and, and God, to be honest with you, it makes me feel kind of weird because I, I feel like I want to have a conversation with you and I don't even know what to do. And then it, it's just like all of a sudden you remember that verse. Even when we don't know what to pray, the Spirit gives unction on our behalf. And I think that that's part of the times that, you know, I, I think about my children. The older your children get, the more that you begin to understand their body language, their mannerisms, facial expressions, and sometimes they don't even have to say anything and you already know what's going on. Whether it's they're in trouble, whether they've lied, whether, you know, they've done something and they're trying to hide it, you are able to read it. And, you know, I think sometimes we just, when we get overwhelmed or when we get burdened or when we just really struggle and we, it's like, I don't really know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to pray right now. We just kind of isolate. We we pull back and we're just like, okay, well, I don't have anything to say to God today. So, uh, but you know, what I'm finding is days like today is when I need him the most. Days like today is when I just, I need him to be with me. I need him to have a conversation with me. I need to hear from him. And, and maybe that's the whole point today. I don't need to say anything. I just need to hear from him. So what I need to do is I need to get into the Word. I need to spend some time in prayer. But, but you just said you don't know what to say. You're right. I don't know what to say. But sometimes the whole point of prayer is listening. See, and again, that's where we have a misunderstanding. A conversation is not a monologue. See, oftentimes our prayers become monologues because we're sitting here and it's like, God, I need this, I need this, I need you to do this, I need you to show up here, I need you to bless here. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. And we get up and we walk away. And Jesus is kind of sitting there like, hey, hold on. You didn't even give me time to answer. You didn't give me time to talk with you. You didn't give me time to share with you. But what we've done is we've just had a monologue. We've gave God all that we want. And, and here we are and we're saying, God, I need you. And then we, we dismiss our prayer with an amen and we walk off. And, and God is like, well, do you really need me? Because you just, you didn't even want to hear from me. And see, I think sometimes our, our prayer time has to be as much about listening as it does about talking. And that's really how our faith is kept alive because here's, here's what I want us to get. Who is my faith in? My faith is in Jesus. How is my faith grown when I hear from Jesus? See, I, I want you to, to, to kind of take that and, and chew on it for a minute. My faith is kept alive by prayer, and my prayer is to my Father. And when I hear from my Father, it then strengthens my faith. 
Because here's the thing. What if all we do, and maybe this is why we're so discouraged in our prayer lives. What if all we do is just go to God in prayer and ask Him for things and walk away and then wonder why He's not moving and wonder why He's not answering? Our faith then becomes weak because we don't see God doing fill in the blank. But maybe the reason why God's not doing anything is because we're not spending the time to listen to Him. We're telling God we need Him. We're telling God we're struggling. We're telling God all these things. But then we have to ask ourselves this question. When am I taking the time to listen to Him? See, the point of prayer, the point of a conversation is relationship. Our whole purpose in prayer is not to get things. Our purpose in prayer is for us to have conversation and relationship with God. The reason why I love my wife, we're getting ready to celebrate our 17th wedding anniversary uh, this upcoming weekend. And the, more, the reason why I love my wife more now is because of the conversations we've had, because I hear her heart, because of the things that we've walked through together, and because of the journeys that we've had. It's about the relationship we've had. I don't love my wife just simply for the fact that I married her. I love her because of who she is, because of what she brings to our marriage, because of what she's done to me, how she strengthens me, how she's my true helpmate. When we are trying to to have our faith grow in God, it has to be because we're hearing from Him. It has to be because we want to hear from Him, because we're taking the time and we're making the time and setting the time apart to be able to hear from Him. See, the enemy is not trying to keep you from praying so you don't get things. He doesn't want your relationship with the Father to grow and deepen. As a matter of fact, Satan will will tell you, you know what? Yeah, you need to pray about these things. You need to ask God for all of these things. But I don't want you to spend time with Him. I don't want you to sit down and wait for Him to respond. I don't want you to have anything whatsoever going on other than just asking Him. Why? Because if all you do is spend time asking God for stuff and you don't see God moving and giving you that stuff, your faith becomes weak and now you're an ineffective Christian. But if you are consistently praying and consistently having a conversation with God and allowing yourself to be able to minister uh, uh, or let, letting Him, excuse me, minister to you and hearing from Him and your faith growing and your faith deepening and your relationship growing, now you become a Christian to be reckoned with. And see, here's the thing. God already knows what we need. The Bible tells us that He will supply all of our needs according to His riches and glory. And listen, God does not play games, okay? God's not holding out on you. One of the biggest things that we have, and I'm going to tell you, I fell prey to this. I've done it before. You're sitting here and you're just begging for God to move. You want God to do something miraculous in your life. You're asking Him to move in this situation or that situation. And you see other people getting blessed. And you see other things going on. And here you are stuck in a rut. And you just go right into that mode. God, why are you holding out on me? He's not. God's not holding out on you in any way, shape, form, or fashion. That is the enemy trying to convince you that God is not good. Oh, by the way, he did that with Eve in the Garden of Eden. This is not a new trick. This is not a new game. This is something that he does regularly. He is good at, and he can convince anyone that God is holding out on them. But God does not play games. God loves us as his children. But let me ask you, if you're a parent, you'll understand this. 
As a parent, you want your children to come and talk to you. You want to have a relationship with your children. You know, my children right now are 12 and 6. And even still, I want them to need me. I want them to talk with me. I love it when I get to go pick up my youngest one and he begins to share his day with me. Uh, You know, even just simple stuff like yesterday. I'll give you an example. As soon as he gets in the car, the first thing he says was, Dad, um, this little boy today tried to put slobber all over me. He put slobber on a leaf, and then he tried to take that leaf with all that slobber on it and rub it all over me. And you know what? That's not nice. And he can make people sick that way. And he can give people his germs by doing that. And I told him he needed to stop. And he just kept on and on. And it was just like I wanted to tell him, you need to come up for a breath of air. But that was so important to him. And just the, the, the way and the dramaticness in which he told it, I just loved it. And I love it when my children talk to me and share things with me. And can I tell you this? As much as I love my children and as much as I love them to share stuff with me, God is so much more than that than we can understand. God wants us to come and share with Him. You know what I thought about today? After I felt kind of, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I just sit here and, you know, kind of spilled my guts this morning, told God that I have no idea what's going on, that I feel, you know, weird. I feel like I'm, I, I can't think straight. And I just sat down and thought about it. I said, you know what? That's what He wanted to hear. He didn't want me to try to make up some Christianese words and uh, go into this prayer that was just a bunch of bull. He didn't want that. He didn't want me to sit down and and try to be, you know, pharisaical in it and all holy and righteous. He wanted me to be honest with him. The same way that my son was and the same way that, uh, you know, we want our children to be with us. But Satan tries to make us think that, you know, God doesn't want us that way. God wants us, he wants us good. He wants us holy. He wants us perfect. He wants us righteous. Guess what? I'm going to share something with you. And I don't know if you know this or not, but you will not be perfect. You will not be holy. You will not be righteous. You will not be redeemed fully until the day that you are with Jesus. So quit trying to be perfect. Quit trying to make your prayers perfect. Quit trying to be super holy because you're not. You're just trying your best. I know you say, well, now, Pastor, the Bible says, you know, God said be holy because I'm holy. Yes, we need to strive for that. But you're not there and you won't be there and neither am I. We need to strive for righteousness. But guess what? You're not there and neither am I. And so often we 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 have that as our barrier in our prayer life, that what we do is we just feel like we've got to be all of this, and God wants us just the way we are. Just like I was telling my son the other day, he come home with his progress report, and he said, are you proud, Dad? And I said, son, I don't care if you brought all A's home or you brought all D's home. I could never be more proud of you than I already am because you're my son. And I love you just the way that you are. Are there things that you do that I can say I'm proud of? Yeah, I'm proud of your progress report. I'm proud of how hard you've worked in all of your grades. But I'll never be more proud of you than I already am. And I think that that's how God looks at us. When He looks at us and He says, You know what? You are my child. You are redeemed. I bought you. I purchased you. I died for you. I gave you absolutely everything. And I could not love you more than I already do. And trust me, He wants to hear from us. See, God desires for us to conversate with Him so we can know Him. 
So our relationship can grow and our faith in Him deepens. Now notice what I just said. It's not that so God can know us. It's that so we can know Him. And I don't know if this kind of puts you in awe when you listen to this statement. But the God of the universe that spoke something into nothing and nothing had to move wants you to know Him. That is insane. There is no reason in the world that God should want me to know Him. There is no reason in the world that God should want me to have a relationship with Him, and yet He does. And He wants to have that relationship so desperately. And why in the world that I look at that and I don't take advantage of it, I don't understand. But He wants me to know Him. Because what happens is the more I know Him, the more my faith grows, the more my faith deepens, the more that I love Him, the more that I love Him, the more I want to know Him, the more I want to know Him, the more I want to obey Him. And it just, it, it is a, a perfect scenario. See, again, we have to understand prayer is not me asking for things. Prayer is me talking to my Father, sharing my heart, searching His heart to allow my faith and trust in Him to deepen. It's about me knowing Him. And again, He wants me to know Him, which is ridiculous. But if I want my faith to grow, my faith will grow by the time that I spend with God. My faith will grow by the time that I'm able to spend with Him and talk with Him and pray with Him. And listen, it's not about the amount of time, it's about the quality of time. You don't have to sit down, I'll be honest with you, I don't have to sit down and spend an hour with God in order for it to count. You know, there's times that, you know, I've not, maybe I've, I've had such a busy day and it's one of those days that, you know, you feel like you're having to be more pastor than you are uh, everything else because of meetings and because of all this going on. And I may not get to, to spend as much time with my boys as I want to, but, you know, I'll just kind of come home and my little one will come over and he'll just jump in my lap and he'll give me a kiss on the cheek and say, oh, I love snuggling with you, Daddy. And I might get that for 30 seconds. But you know what? That 30 seconds means the world to me. It just validates that my son loves me. I'm able to validate that I love my son by snuggling him and telling him I love him. And it's not about the, the quantity. That's 30 seconds. But boy, the quality there is something amazing. And that's what God wants from us. Now, I'm not saying you should only spend 30 seconds in prayer each day and expect to have, you know, super deep faith with God. No, it's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is some days you're able to spend a lot more time with God. Other days, there's a lot of things that's going on and you you really have to carve out that time. But what I'm saying is let's make sure that we spend that time and spend as much time listening to the Father as we do talking to the Father. Make it into a connection and a conversation, not a monologue. I pray this has been an encouragement to you today. I pray that it's challenged your heart. I know it's challenged me, as I've already told you. Um, And I pray that uh, it causes you to kind of rethink a few things in your prayer life. Most of all, if you're listening to this and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I want you to know Jesus loves you so much more than you could ever know. 
He loved you enough to die on a cross for your sins and for mine. He paid your sin debt so you could be with him for all eternity. He rose from the dead and he's coming back to get you. I encourage you to find somebody and talk to them about what it means to repent of your sins and ask Jesus to be Lord of your life. We look forward to our next time together as we uh, join uh, in this topic of faith and prayer and continue to grow and develop together.